of America, Washington, D.C., signing on. Welcome to another episode of Radio Contra, the podcast of AmericanPartisan.org. Brush Reader Training and Consulting, and of course, hosted by me, NC Scout, the best-selling author of The Gorilla's Guide to the Baofeng Radio. And it's really good to be with you today, as I talked about last night on uh, Sons of Liberty on a live podcast. We were going to be having Colonel Mike Bennett on which is always a huge honor. Uh, Colonel Bennett, United States Special Forces, retired and the best-selling author of the Warlock series. So best-selling author of the Warlock series, which I did a lot of talking up of that series last night. Um, Basically, in a nutshell, doing the real deal cloak and dagger stuff doing, you know, all, all of the things it's, it's essentially how you've explained it to me in past episodes is all of the things that we want title 50, that community to be doing. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. That, that is what the warlock yeah. is doing. Yeah. And, you know, now you have this origin story that is yeah, out the, 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 the difference. The difference is, um, Okay, so let's just talk about this book, and that will kind of lead into that. So, Moss to, Moss to the Flame is the title. Um, it is the origin of the whole Warlock saga. Uh, for the other folks out there that don't know, I, I wrote uh, six other books. And, and frankly, while I was writing the second book, I, can, I conceived the idea of the Warlock as, as a concept. Um. And I had a whole lot of crap in my head. You know, I wanted to get out as an example in the third book, you know, what is now the fourth book. I I had this idea of attacking Nord Stream through a cyber attack. Um, And that was written, conceived probably in 2012, but it was written well in advance to the actual Nord Stream kind of thing that occurred. I don't know, last, I think it was last year, 2022. Um, so I, I, I kind of continued to march through the series as, as I had it in my mind and I want to get this crap out. Uh, so, so boom, 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 boom. And in, and in each book, you'll have, you know, uh, a, a chapter or, you know, lead into a chapter that talks about during the Reagan administration, the warlock, blah, 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 blah. So, it, so, you, so you, you're, told what the warlock concept is and it alludes to the reagan administration blah 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 
but when I got through all these things, I was like, you know, it, it kind of makes sense to actually write the actual origin of the warlock. So that's what I did. So, so book number seven, as far as me writing it, I'm now putting up in the front of the stack and saying, okay, here's the origin. Read this one first. Now for the folks that have read the other books, and I know many have, you know, okay, go back to the origin and kind of fill in the blanks and kind of say, okay, you know, that's, that's what this came from. Uh, and that's, I mean, the scenario in the, in Moss of the Flame is basically the way I can see, I just kind of fleshed it out a little bit more detail uh, in which uh, the example, like not only did it occur in the Reagan administration, you know, and what is the reason for that? Well, what was the initiator? Well, you come out of the 70s under the Carter regime, a lot of not great things happened to the United States of America in the 1970s, the decade of the 70s. You know, the oil crisis, um, you know, recession, you know, the, the, the economy was an absolute mess. Um, well, the Soviets, you know, also invaded Afghanistan, right? But when all this stuff was going on, a very critical thing in my life was um, the Iranians taking the hostages uh, in in Tehran, American hostages for 444 days. Uh, that event, without any doubt, one, got me into the military and was the... Uh, uh, genesis for me to want to go into special operations. Um, I was pissed the fuck off, you know, when that occurred. Uh, I was not a happy camper. I was a very young man. But um, so that's kind of wrapped into the book. Um, so you, you, you come out, you get the, I, I'm not going to tell the story of the who the warlock is. You get to read it. But then you get into this 1979 hostage crisis shit. Uh, and that is the impetus for the warlock. So you, you, you come out of the seventies and you run into, you know, 1980, but the very tail end, you have a guy named Ronald Reagan at the time, who's a governor of California and he runs for president. And basically his platform was, is I am going to unfuck you know, the 70s and get us, the United States of America, back on track. And in so doing, uh, one of the guys that he hires to work for him, you know, is William Casey, who was the director of CIA. And, and I get into it in the book. It kind of explains just a little bit. But William Casey was in World War II, one of these OSS guys. And... OSS is really the origination point of, oddly enough, both special forces and CIA. That's really the roots of both those organizations. Go into your thing on Title 50. So what does that mean to the average raider? Well, you know, wartime stuff is covered under United States Code Title 10. So all the DOD stuff that is done is generally title 10 and then there's this whole espionage component so you had the uh, national security act in 1947 that establishes cia and then there's u.s 
Code, USC, Title 50. And Title 50 is the U.S. law that gives CIA its, its authority to conduct uh, covert operations and, and, and you know, espionage. Um, and, and to go back to what you're saying, as far as the warlock is concerned, as far as the book is concerned, Reagan and Casey have a conversation and Casey says, I'm a little concerned with our covert capabilities after, you know, we just came out of this 1970s thing and we were basically paralyzed as a nation, the greatest country in the world, you know, is just sitting there with his thumb up its ass. So Casey tells Reagan, I got an idea. You know, I want to uh, establish this program that is completely outside of Title 50. It's very similar, but it's extrajudicial, therefore illegal, and deniable. That's the whole idea of the warlock. Now, you get that, again, in all the books. It just hits it very quickly. Boom, 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 boom. And then it goes into the story in each of the other books. This, you know, I kind of drag it out a little bit and I give it a little more flesh. You know, this is what the concept. So, so when I talk to folks, you know, the warlock is a character. So you've got this origin story, Moss of the Flame. And then the last book of the series is Brian of War. So Moss to the Flame technically starts in 1943. Brian of War is up to 2022. So however many years that is, there is, quote, the warlock. It's not just one guy. You know, the warlock does his thing, and then he gives up that position. He, the warlock, and it's it's been he's all this time, uh, picks his successor. So he mentors a person. He, you know, he makes that selection. It, it's out of, you know, once Casey establishes this thing, you know, it, it's it's out of it's out of the U.S. government hand. You know, technically, so there's a whole lot of cover mechanisms and the trade craft stuff to cover all that kind of stuff. Um, but that's the idea. That's why I say a warlock concept, and it, and there are a couple different characters across the the, you know, the range of books that covers the warlock, you know, therefore the guys, blah, blah, blah. The warlock says, you know, over a given period of time, it may be a very specific person, you know, and then that guy gives it up and gives it to the next guy. So that's the warlock concept or the warlock project. And that is, you know, why, the, you know, the, the origin story is kind of important. It lays all this stuff out, kind of what the parameters are and what this guy needs for training. I, there's a whole, uh, I don't know, four, five, six chapters, something like that, of after the warlock's recruited, then he kind of goes through this training thing, which is very, very, very specialized. And then you get into, you know, parts of the story. So, um, I, I, you know, I, th I, I know that readers have written reviews, have loved it. They just, they just love it. Um, but, but, you know, I think readers that have gone through the rest of the series 
might be reading this thing and, 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 and have thought while they're reading book three, book four, book five, like, hey, man, I, I'd like to know where this shit came from. You know, that was the idea of writing this the whole story. Oh, 100%. I mean, you know, we, it's really good to get an origin story. You know, it, it's it's like with the uh, with espionage fiction. A lot of times, um, you know, the the like Alec Lamas, for example, spy came in from the cold. Right. You know, for me, the first time that I read that novel, uh, it was intriguing for a lot of reasons. Um, and and I read that after uh, after my service in the army and knowing some things about that world um and read it and really wanted to know more i you know i really really wanted to know more about where this character came from because alec lamas was really uh for for anybody that that hasn't read the spy who came in from the cold alec lamas is a, a train wreck you know <laughs> the, the man himself is an absolute train wreck right. so where did this character come from and um you know, you have to read a little bit into the backstory, and that's kind of interesting because um, the the whole narrative came out of people who lived the Cold War. The, these were not necessarily fiction characters, but these were based on real people. Yep. You know, we saw the same thing with uh, Robert Ludlum, yep. and we want to know the origin story. You know, yep. Jason Bourne, for example. So, so I mean, that that's yep. kind of a good. That's another way I can kind of, you know, mentally. Right track what the hell i'm doing you know moss to the flame is cold war cold war to me i'm defining not just the fall of the soviet union but the cold war kind of continues until you have another event that just changes everything we call that 9-11 so moss of the flame is the cold war piece and it brings you up to 9-11 I, mean, I won't say, trust me, it, it, it brings you along the path. And it, it, I say a couple, some people might say, uh, I'm trying to think, not very nice things about Bill Clinton in the 90s. I'll just leave it at that. So if you're a real big fan <laughs> of Bill Clinton and his policies, and you're, you're probably going to grit your teeth a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty subtle. I'm not horrible. Um, so... It's, it's I'm very tactful, yes. No, I'm not. I'm not tactful at all. Trust me. Uh, you, you really have to not be paying attention. But anyway. Yeah. Um, um, so um, you, it, it brings you to the 80s now. And I'll, and, and I'll let the readers know, you know, we're not going to talk things that aren't successful. Right. So we're not going to talk about El Salvador, for example. I had nothing to do with that. So if you're thinking, ah, here's covert operation, high-speed shit being done, the 80s, oh, God, you know, it's El Sal and all that. No, 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 trust me, you're going to be a little surprised as to as to what uh, the warlock kind of gins up uh, for some of the operations that he does in the 80s. Um, so anyway, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it brings you to the beginning and why. You know, why was this thing established? And again, any of the, any of the folks that are old enough or, or you know, read the history, um, you know, we're talking over 40 years ago at this point. So it's not fresh on everyone's mind. Uh, so it's a, there's a little reminder of, 
you know, little tiny events that occur in the book, like Grenada, you know, stuff like that. Um, uh, you know, so it kind of goes through a whole bunch of different actual events with a kind of a different spin. And I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. So I, I think a lot of people, the folks that have read it have, have liked it. Um, and, uh, I, I did have commentary and feedback from some folks as they're reading through this, the rest of the series, you know, like, you know, this warlock guy just kind of springs out of nowhere. Uh, so I, I had to fix that, you know, um, had to fix that. So I kind of reset, uh, reset the start um, is really all I did um, by writing this thing. Oh, I personally, I love it. I, I can't wait to dive into it because to me, I think what, what it encompasses and, and I spoke on this last night, um, what, what the whole program encompasses is your ideas on how to get American foreign policy back on track where we are dominating in the world. <laughs> we're, we're seeing right now. I mean, it, you know, th yeah. these are things that we've talked about on the Privy Council you, and we talk you. about on, you know, on a daily basis. This, this, the world picture today is what America looks like and, and the world looks like when we lead from behind. Yeah. You know, when we, we look at our foreign interests unraveling in West Africa, yeah. Because they are. They're unraveling. I mean, AFRICOM is is looking at moving. They're talking about evacuating embassies there. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and you don't think that that our adversaries, I mean, uh, Wagner Group, Progresum, this this man is, uh, and, and there have been, you know, my critics out there that, are, oh, you know, you're, you're praising this guy. No, not at all. Don't get it twisted. This yeah. is an enemy of the United States. Absolutely. But we're not. Ex executing a feasible plan to put that guy in his place. Well, well, see, that's that's where I'm a little different in my views of of foreign policy, and and certainly, you know, and I'm not a decision maker. You know, I have no authority, and I'm I'm, I'm much more aggressive in, than what we are doing. Um, so, going to your comment on Africa, uh, so I I, I write in. Um, I kind of start that in Zangazur campaign, but I really, I really hit the whole Africa thing pretty big as far as Wagner goes in Brine of War. Um, and I think I have said on the Privy Council when, you know, we get into these discussions, you know, and Joe says this and Stan says that and, you know, whatever. And I said, well, you know, I'm just looking at this Ukraine thing is, is, is tip of the iceberg as far as Russia's uh, mischievous activities are concerned. Cause you get a, you know, you get to remember, or you have to understand how much of a footprint they have down in Africa and who, and why? Well, look at the shit that's, that you could pull out of the ground in Africa, you know, rare earths, lithium, uranium. I mean, there's a whole, whole lot of stuff that they are they and china both are getting their hands on through and by you know our, the policies that we have pursued not just this administration but past over the course of you know at least at the very least 20 maybe 30 years and this is where we are so 
the warlock does something about that, right? He 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 says, okay, this is unsat. You know, we need to do something a lot more aggressive to staunch uh, the ascendance of China and Russia. Uh, and thus, and, and, and I, I say it kind of colloquially, um, you know, the military guys know what I mean by saying, put another rock in your rucksack, right? So I want to have little pinpoint death by a thousand cuts, you know, here, there, and everywhere in, in, in Greenland or in, in Russia or, or in Chile, you know, that, that puts a burden on Russia or China or, or, or Iran in some cases. Again, that's just the way I kind of see the world because that's what they do to us. Exactly. Tell me they don't, you know, you know, something's going on in the world and, and Xi calls up North Korea and says, hey, uh, man, I want you to do something. I want you to do some saber rattling stuff. And then we get all, we, we get all spun up. You know, we get all distracted with, oh, what's North Korea doing with a missile launch to Japan? You know, they do it to us all the time. So it's time to return the favor. And that's kind of the way the warlock sees the world. I just brought up uh, Africa as, as the, the example because that, that's what's in the news right now, and it, it's a very mm -hmm. vibrant one. Mm -hmm. um, it's my personal assessment, if you will, that that they're looking beyond Ukraine. Ukraine is, is – we're still focused on Ukraine. That That's action. Right. What we're seeing in Africa now is reaction, and I think um, that, that once things begin to tumble – out of control in Africa. Well, I don't know if out of control is the proper phrase for it. I think whatever is in motion there uh, from their end is going to get wrapped up fairly quickly. And then they're going to move on to more visible operations in South and Central America. Um, that's where I see this progressing and quickly. What are your thoughts on that? I, I, I you know, I agree with you hundred um, percent. Uh, so I wrote the Baltic chain, so which is now the fourth in the series, was the third. And, and, and I wrote that stuff about Nord Stream or Turk Stream, you know, whatever, um, before the Ukrainian invasion. And, you know, I, you know, I've read a lot of the stuff and I didn't cherry pick per se and put certain data into into my books as, as you know, this is why we're doing this course of action. Um, I'm aware of the color revolutions and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I get that. Um, and, and, and I would just say, um, you know, these color revolutions that we have pursued, we, we kind of half-assed. And that's why you are where you are. Uh, we, we don't go in 100%. We go halfway kind of risk mitigation kind of thing. Uh, and, and this is the result you get. Um, but uh, the whole idea of when I wrote Baltic Chain, again, put a rock in the rucksack of Russia and, and give them so many uh, um, you know, things that they have to, re they have to react to 
stuff in Syria. Yeah, yeah. So that's what that was about. And and there were, you know, my idea was preemptive covert action to distract Russia so they wouldn't invade Ukraine, as an example. Um, but I think you're right. You know, uh, that's what we're seeing now, or that is what we have seen. Uh, well, yeah. What about Central America? And, th and that's why we've, we've talked about in, in the Privy Council, you know, Monroe Doctrine. Um, I personally have kind of come to the my own conclusion that when you look at stuff like Africa um, or, say, Ukraine, you know, that contiguous blob of, of massive of geography, it, at least there's a physical connection between Ukraine and Russia and, you know, with very little break, it, it, it actually, uh, you know, connects down to Africa. You know, we're on the other side of the, uh, of the Atlantic Ocean. There's this whole blue thing between us called the ocean. Um, however, you know, South America is all one connected, you know, with a little tiny break in Panama Canal. But, I mean, that's all connected to us, not just logistically. But that's our hemisphere, the Africa and all that other stuff. That's their hemisphere. And the likelihood, the probability of the United States having success in influencing something that is right in China's backyard. I mean, they're, they're, they're neighbors to, in, to India and Pakistan, right? I mean, they're connected. How the hell are we going to influence that? Um, I don't know. I do know there's a whole lot of evidence that would support that that has not worked in the past. <laughs> you know, so, you know, if you if you keep doing the same playbook and you keep doing the same thing with sanctions and whatnot, you know, and you expect a different result. I'm not sure why. Now, it's definition of insanity. Exactly. Now. And now you look at stuff in South America. And again, Brian War is all about lithium, you know, and the largest uh, mineral um, deposits in the world known are Argentina, um, Chile, and Bolivia. It's called the, the lithium triangle. And guess who is hugely in that? China. You know, the United States is not. All these mineral rights, exclusive mineral rights, are going not our way. So I, I agree. The battle that we should be, and, and we're, we're way, we're, we're, we are way late in the game, um, is there. And going back to Brian Hawar. So to date... China has succeeded in all these supply chain type things in Chile, Argentina, Bolivia. Uh, and Bolivia is basically communist, you know, country now. Um, and all this stuff, you know, has roots to who? The USSR, right? I mean, that's where the, those, those relationships began. Anyway, um, you know, and it's changed. Because who has all the money now? China. So 
I, I would say, I, I would contend that our efforts as far as pursuing any of these nations um, probably would be better served in our hemisphere than going across the, the pond and trying to influence, you know, even look at what's going on in Niger, right? You know, uh, chances of great success for us is pretty friggin' limited. So, so, you know, I do things in Brian a war that's really, really, really nasty against China because it has gone this far. You know, the year is 2023 and, and, and we're, we're two decades behind. So how do you make up that time? You do some crazy shit. Well, that's what I do in Brian a war. I do some crazy shit to kind of change the, the calculus you know, and get back to where we can maybe have some kind of influence in these places because these resources are, are the things that are going to rule the world. And you know, we talk about quantum computing, we talk about AI, you know, to make those kind of platforms requires all this weird shit on the, you know, the very far end of the periodic table. And, you know, those base materials we do not possess. We do not possess. We do not manufacture. Someone else does. So, you know, we're way behind the power curve. So I, I, I change that calculus. I do very fun, nasty things. Uh, that, that, that's the whole idea of the series is, is, is that recognition on my part that our efforts are usually not only out of synchronization across just our own, our own, uh, you know, CIA, NSA, DIA, uh, FBI, you know, our own entities, we're all out of sync, but, uh, you know, we're not really competing too well. Uh, so, so I have a different, different methodology and that's what the books are about, but yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, I, and I, you know, it, it, it also may be, it may be too late. And, 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 the, and what's really unfortunate and something I, I really hate almost to hear, and, I, and we've been hearing it since the 90s, the fall of the Berlin Wall. And since that happened, oh, we're the only, the world's only superpower. And we've been saying that. And we've been saying, we've been patting ourselves on the back. And China's just sitting there gritting their teeth saying, hey, what about me? What about me? We're pretty legit. You know, we want some respect. Uh, but we have convinced ourselves, oh, we're the United States of America. And Blinken is going to go into whatever place and say, hey, uh, oh, by the way, uh, we want you to, to um, you know, fly the LGBTQ flag. Uh, we want you to, these are values that we want you, you know, these are countries that are totally different than us. And, and they're like, dude, I don't even know what you're talking about. You know, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And nah, we're not real. We're not too through. But China will come in and say, hey, how you doing? I've got a checkbook here. And I'll write you a check if you give me the mineral rights for all your rare earth metals and whatever. And they don't impose one damn thing, you know, on this other country. Nothing. They say, I'm going to I'm going to build all this shit for you. I'm going to build um, a deep water port in Sri Lanka 
and put you on, you know, the, um, you know, the Belt and Road Initiative and, and, and make you a destination where people will take their boats full of stuff and, and go to your port, offload stuff or move it along, and you'll make a whole lot of money. So, that, you know, China will go and we've got something for you with no conditions. You know, we have these social whatever conditions and these other countries are like, fuck that. Not interested. You know, oh, we got a better deal over here. There we go. So, yeah, there we have to realize our limitations um, and we have to realize uh, reality when it comes to foreign policy. I think we can do better, you know, but we've got oh, to yeah. get some of these you know, these political constructs sorted out internally that, you know, insane. Well, we're, you know, the, the, and this is one of the things with the, the uh, leftward march of the, the political bureaucracy that runs things. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't see, they, the thing is, they don't see anything wrong with what they're doing and with their positions that they uh, hold, just as you pointed out. They don't see anything wrong with that. They, they think that uh, if, if a culture that we're seeking to uh, expand influence in, mm. for example, uh, let's say Bolivia, for example, because it was, it was brought up. Yep. Now, Bolivia was where uh, the, the cooperation between the Bolivian government and the United States government led to the killing of Che Guevara. Um, who, who Way was, back when. Yeah. Right. You know, th this is a country that uh, in South yeah. America is regarded as, as the poorest of the poor. And it's one that we really could have um, created and fostered some, some goodwill with the rest of Latin America, had we right. not had an exploitative relationship with them, right. uh, so it was a it was a missed boat. But for example, you know, you, you take a culture like Bolivian culture. There's certain things that they're not going to tolerate that is apostate to their culture. Being mm. predominantly Catholic, uh, mm. the indigenous population there is is uh, you know the majority of the population is indigenous people's roots, right? There's certain things that they're not going to go for. And, you know, the, the flying of the rainbow flag. And so these are alien concepts that they have zero interest in. They right. see and, that, you know, and they and, say, and, you know, nah, we're, we're not. You're imposing your style of life. Right. That in so many words is is the great Satan to right. them. Sure. They and, say, and, that's what, and, 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 and that's and I think I said on the Privy Council, um, I am more than happy as an American um, or, or as a nation uh, perfectly willing to lead by example. And, and, and you know, that's a, it's a huge uh, statement. Um, and I'd have to back back pedal a little bit. I'm talking about, you know, the, the way we can be in our best, in our best effort. Right now, we're, we're kind of a mess, and the whole world sees that. So why would they follow us? But, uh, but I'm making an assumption that we can change back to getting a little bit better than we are. And I'm more than happy that we live our lives the best that we can and, and you know, freedom of press and whatnot. 
allow the rest of the world to see and observe. You know, let them see, hey, look how prosperous they are because they work hard and they do good things, yada, yada, yada. And, uh, you know, the reason why they're prosperous, they have this free capital thing, you know, uh, capitalism thing going on. Uh, they've got freedoms, you know, inculcated in the Constitution. You know, let these other people come to these conclusions that there's a reason why we are prosperous and successful. And if they choose to emulate us, well, we, we would then be able to go in and assist them. Not force down their throat, not make that a condition to them, but just say, here we are. If you want to be like us, hey, we'll help you out, kind of get there. You know, great. Um, I, that's what I would like to see kind of more of. And, and it's funny you say, a good example, you say Bolivia, Che Guevara, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, that was a long time ago, and the dynamics of the world were very different. It was very binary. It was Soviet Union and, you know, and us. And, 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 and the, and the, um, for the people that could receive the actual news, it was a very stark example of these guys over here in America, they live free. These guys over here are, are in the gulag archipelago. You know, they're in the gulag because they were dissidents on XYZ. And the whole world could see that. And they could say, hey, United States, we want to come to you because you're, you're better. You know, we like what you have to offer. Um, so that was then. Things have changed quite a bit over time. And now you have a different picture. You've got a lot of prosperity that we see, propaganda-wise, out of China. Those guys are kind of the cool guys on the block, man. They've got these cities all built up with all these lights. They're doing this. They're doing that. You know, So the world now has a different you know, they, they look to a different example and they say, well, those guys got their shit together. Maybe we'll go with them. And my point really was, um, you know, back when the Che Guevara Bolivia, that was then there was a very specific kind of model and people made choices that they wanted to be with us because they saw this good stuff. Well, things have changed. And my point is we need to get back and it might take 10 years, folks. We need to get back where the whole world looks at us and sees goodness. They don't see, um, you know, race riots and cities burning down and stuff like that. They see, you know, goodness. They see good stuff coming out of America and like, hey, those those are the guys that we, we want to be on their team. And, and that's probably going to take a while. Yeah, Simple things like like election integrity. You know, yes. there Bingo. was a keeping with our, our South America example. Somebody sent me a, a piece that was written. And of course, it, you know, it, it appeared on 4chan. So kind of take it for what it's worth. Mm -hmm. But but it was I did read it and it was well written. Uh, so I, I do because it was well written, it lends credence to its veracity. Uh, but it was uh, allegedly a, a Brazilian academic who's on 4chan, which, okay. Um, but basically describing how Brazil is viewing the, the current goings-on in the United States. 
and of course, this is taking Lula and Bolsonaro and all that out of the out of the mix because it, that's a basket case, and everybody knows it. Um, but basically, saying that that the fact that in America, a country that prides itself, you know, the United States prides itself on uh, its republic form of government. Uh, that was a specific word that he used in there. It was a, a not democracy, not democracy, a republic form of government, which is a very different thing when you're being precise with words. Mm. Um, that essentially they're they're looking at the United States as it's getting primed for another revolution to which the the world, especially in South America, is his worldview on this was very afraid of, of where this may go because you have a managerial class, the, the political bureaucracy, the, uh, you know, what, what Trump would call the deep state, uh, that, you know, that you and I are familiar with. And they've been entrenched for a very long time. This is nothing new, but that the, the coup quote unquote that occurred was against the American people. And, and he was making a very strong case for that. Um, Something as simple as election integrity, you know, if, if, I, I would be willing to accept, I wouldn't like it, but I'd be willing to accept that Biden won in 2020 if, if they at least said, you know, let's, let's make some amends here for transparency's sake. Let's, you know, let's, let's appeal to the people. Let's try and bring in people. Let's not use this language that is very, very divisive and creates a dichotomy. Because when you begin to see that from the, the psychological operations perspective of that, the propaganda value of that, uh, it's, that's very, very evil. You, you're, you're approaching a time where you're saying essentially, hey, this segment of a targeted populace, we're not interested in anything you have to say. So not only are we going to disenfranchise you, we're not going to make any sort of attempt to placate to you as well. Yeah. We, we owe you absolutely nothing, but you will obey us in regards to everything. We will take from you everything. And that's a, that is essentially what they've done. I can tell you something when, you know, the last election, all the drama, um, and then they had this January 6th, March kind of thing, you know, again, more drama, but what were they going to do on that day in the Congress to my, to my recollection, I might be kind of wrong, but they were going to, um, uh, deliberate and debate over, over, over you know, the evidence that they had in hand at that time, a very short period of time, you know, that these, these elections were, were done correctly. And then, the, then you had the drama. So I think, and if Trump was involved, I'll tell you what, he fucked up because that was your day in court. It, you know, the, it's not a court proceeding from a criminality point of view, but at least you could have presented, you know, the evidence that you had to kind of say, we need really need to look at this. That was the opportunity by the Constitution that that was, you know, without changing anything, without making any crazy changes, and they fucked that up. So whatever they had never got to the light of day, you know, so that there was a huge opportunity to, 
even at the end at the end of that discussion in Congress, you could have conceded and say, okay, you know, this is the way the vote's going to go, and these guys going to ratify all these things. But there was a proper way to go about making the case, and they never did. They had the my pillow guy do it or whatever. It was never done well. Uh, certainly not in a compelling manner that people sat and reversed everything that they thought and said, oh, I didn't know that. Um, it just to me, it was, it, was, it was a tragic missed opportunity to actually put that to rest. So we're not talking about it two, three years later. Uh, and you're right. We need to have exactly election integrity. Again, we need to lead by example with the United States. Right. You know? And when it's, we it's have simple things, when we have clown show crap like this, uh, who is going to want to be like us? I want to be like Mike. Right. Mike Jordan. You know, who's oh, I remember wanna, who's going to want to, you know, they're going to be like, those guys are a clown show. So we need to fix all that crap. And again, we're talking probably decades. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff. It's uh, unfortunately, I don't think. The, the, the hubris and, and it, you know, we, we've spoken about this ad nauseum and I don't think that that would be any, any uh, earth shattering revelation for the, the listeners that there's, there's never been any accountability among the managerial class. Uh, there was no accountability for Iraq. There was no accountability for Benghazi. There was no accountability for Afghanistan. There was no, there will be no accountability for Ukraine when the inevitable right. finally right. occurs. There'll be no accountability for AFRICOM's failure. And, and, and there's only one way around this, and it is to make an example. Right. Someone's going to come in and clean house legally within the, you know, what the, the law says, all that kind of good stuff, unbiased. These are the facts and the chips will fall as they may, you know, and they've got to clean house and then just say, okay, that's done. Let us all now move forward. And until that actually happens, you know, we're, we're going to just keep riding this wave of despair. You know, it's, it's, we'll sit there and twiddle our thumbs and just say, Jesus Christ, man, when are we going to get our head out of our ass? And again, the whole world is watching. Um, and we got to get our, you know, we got to get our shit sorted out. It's, it's pretty simple. You know. But I am an eternal optimist. And yeah, me too. I, I know. It, it, We're Americans. We can do this. You know, it, a warlock type character. On the outside, uh, I have encountered many such characters. Uh, once, you know, they they hang the uniform up, they get you know onto the outside. I'm going to be outside the organization, and maybe I can can exert my influence on it from the outside to to try and change it and be a force for the positive. You know, and I, I, the fortunate thing is I, I want to leave everybody on a positive note out here. It was the past 10 minutes have been kind of doom and gloom on stuff, but you know, I get to encounter these people on a regular basis. Every class that I teach, yeah. Yeah. I get, I, every class, and I don't know what it, what it's been about the past dozen or so classes. I've got at least one 
special operator from one of the branches in every course that I've had in the past dozen or so classes. And they all have, you know, it's, it's all the same thing. You know, you, you get to a point where you, you realize the bureaucracy, the, the bureaucratic uh, entrenchment is insurmountable. So mm-hmm. you exit, mm-hmm. you know, one way or another, whether it's, it's, you know, for a lot of guys to get busted up, you know, like myself, I mean, you have to kind of, um, you, you were either going to step aside or you were getting stepped aside one, one way or the other. But, um, but a lot of them, you know, now they get into the contracting world. They get into a lot of them uh, stand up their own companies mm-hmm. and are instructors as well. And I'm really, really honored to get to interact with those guys. People like yourself that are, that are writing books like, hey, you know, let's envision how we could write this course. This is how we're going to do this. And it's, it's so awesome. We have bright days ahead of us. There's, there's going to be some dark ones, too. But in the long run. There's, there are some bright ones. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. You know, and, and it really doesn't matter what generation you're from. I'm, I'm a, a little older than you. And then there's and there's there's guys younger than you, you know. Um, and I would say, again, there's an opportunity. There's a huge opportunity uh, because of this 20-year GWAT thing. There's a whole ton of people across different generations, but they have that one common um, node of they served either in Iraq or Afghanistan or, you know, some of the peripheral places, you know, doing other other operations. But it was all, you know, OIF, OEF stuff, you know, um, and they have a different perspective. And I think there are, there, there's, you know, every, everyone talks about it. You know, we've got to get rid of the 80, 90-year-old octogenarians and all that kind of stuff. We do need some fresh blood. And there's some very, very talented people out there that can step up, that, that have a political inclination. And they can change things. And, and that's what we, we need to do. We, we've got to get rid of some, some of these incumbents just because, uh, I mean, they say things that are either just so fucking stupid or they're just so entrenched in the status quo that uh, I think we we've gotten to the point. We probably would agree that we need some pretty significant change and, and people to lead that change and lead the charge. Uh, and they're out there. And, and I, I say about my characters in my books, and there, there's a whole kind of range. There's a lot of different kind of people. But when I write a, you know, Mojo is one guy, you know, Navy SEAL, whatever. Um, these are people I, I knew. I mean, yeah, I'm taking like three, four, five people that I knew and I roll it up into one character. Uh, they're out there. They really are. They're out there. They're, there's there's a, a, an enormous amount of talent. We're still producing talent, you know, uh, and it would be nice to to see us employ these people um, to make make the changes that are, that are absolutely necessary. So, yep. Amen, brother. Colonel Bennett, the Warlock series. Definitely check it out. You can get all of the books on Amazon.com as well as your website, AuthorMikeBennett.com, correct? Yes, sir. And, and, and I do have all seven 
in the cigar uh, book set now. Um, right. So I've got a you know a box full of boxes um, inventory wise. So I'm back. I'm back in business. Uh, you know those copies, of course, they're signed. You can't read it, but you know <laughs> they're, they're kind of signed. <laughs> There's some scribbling on it that. Kind of looks like an, an autograph, but uh, so th there's that route. Um, uh, and of course, you know, the, the new book now. So now I'm signing these things and I, I used to number the inside of the cover where I sign. I say number one, number two, number three. Well, now I, I've backed it up where, okay, Moss of the Flame, you know, read this one first. If you haven't read anything, read this first. It doesn't, if, you, if you've read up to four, you know, go back and read this one. Because then you have kind of the baseline, um, you know what was what was the genesis of of this of this idea, and and then you can see the severity of the operations that the warlock applies is kind of like nothing else you've ever seen. Um, some of some of the operations I and mean, the actual, you know, the the action on the objective uh is is unlike anything you've ever seen in any kind of writing uh some is technical some of it's just flat out uw like we've talked about before it's unconventional oh, warfare yeah. you know direct action type stuff uh you know by with and through an indigenous force yada yada so if you like special operations uh special forces uh stuff done under clandestine or covert authorities yada 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 you get all that spy shit in there um yeah fun stuff to read but you also hopefully you'll get through and, and think of a little bit about you know what is this guy talking about where, where, where's he coming from what is what is this where are we going with all this so yeah please do check it out oh yeah sir it is always a massive massive honor to likewise. have you on yeah likewise brother talking the real stuff Anyhow, Privy Council, we will be back on the air with the Privy Council. We had a little bit of a hiatus on that as well, but the 6th of September is the one. next target date on that. So we got just a little bit of what? a month. Well, I, 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 that particular show, we have a particular yes. show in mind for that date. Yes. Um, very, very particular subject, which is going to be off the charts awesome. I'm telling you right it's now. It's going to be an eye opener. I yeah. had a conversation with the parties involved yesterday. No, I'm day telling you, that's, that's that's going to be a that's going to be a really good one. That's going to be. Gonna uh, be I, I'll be in listen mode most of it. Uh, smart people oh, yeah. going to be talking about some very incredible things. Yeah. Anyhow. Check those books out. Definitely get your signed copies of them. And if you'd rather order from Amazon to make Jeff Bezos rich, well, they're over there as well. Anyhow, with that said, folks, God bless all of you out there. Colonel Bennett, God Thank bless, you. sir. And I look forward to talking to you again very, very soon. And you will. <laughs> folks, Warlock Series. Definitely a must-read series. Once you begin picking it up, you're not going to want to put them down. With all that said, brushbeater.store, a lot of great gear over there. All your communications needs. I've got tactical gear up as well. Got night vision and thermal that will be in stock 
Got a timeline on some of that. A lot of the IR lasers, uh, the designate IR lasers, are going to be coming back into stock here very, very soon. So definitely sign up for the email notification list on that. A lot of cool things by the end of the summer, as promised, will be unveiled. With that said, folks, God bless, stay safe, and I will talk to you again very, very soon. This is NC Scout, out.